So um, one thing I was kind of thinking about when we were watching this episode is I, I was thinking about what if this was the first episode of, of DS9 that you ever watched? <laughs> I, I mean, I think that's... I think that's always a risk that you run when it, when like the premise of the episode is everyone's acting strangely is that's that, true. Like, if if you're not familiar with how the people normally act, you don't really catch it. That's true. Which it's it's one of those things. But where yeah, it's like, you, you would like spend the rest of the series like serious being just like I thought Cisco was just like really into clocks, but that never really came up anymore. <laughs> well, that's kind of funny you say that because like that that part at the end where he's like. I'm going to keep this clock and play with it. I'm like, yeah, that, that seems about right. Like, this, <laughs> yeah. is, this is the man who <laughs> built a like, space boat, you know? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I I think I'll have more to say about, like, this is something I did actually kind of want to talk a little bit about with the episode, but of the, kind of with him, of like them, I think they just kind of didn't really quite accomplish exactly what their idea was. Yeah. But, what? Be, yeah. because yeah, that does kind of just seem like extreme, but you definitely could see Cisco getting really into like building a clock. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. He definitely builds a bunch of other stuff. Although, I guess uh, I don't think we've we've done any of these episodes for the show. But like, building a model that that seems more like a that's more of a of a um, Bashir or O'Brien thing to do. But well, you'll okay. find that out. You'll find that out eventually. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Out of Contracts, the show where two guys who have seen part of Star Trek try to watch all of it in no particular order. I'm Ryan Howard. And I'm Brady Jungle. And today we are talking about Dramatis Personae, uh, which is season one, episode 18 of Deep Space Nine. It is written by Joe Minos- Minoski and directed by Cliff Boyle, or Cliff, Cliff Bowl. Um, the uh, Memory Alpha synopsis is The crew becomes infected by a telepathic imprint of a culture that destroyed itself. So yeah, this is an early DS Nine episode. As we were saying earlier, like it's it it's a episode where everyone acts weird. Yeah, which is definitely like a tried and true TV concept. I feel like of just like everyone's behaving strangely, except for like the one person who's looking around, being like, "Why is everyone else behaving so strangely?" Yeah, and and like, I, it's not a criticism to me really to be like, "What well, was the first episode that someone watched?" Because it's like. You know that's not really how it's meant to be done. Like, I think yeah. I think it's 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 much weirder, for example, to have the naked now be the second episode of of, <laughs> of, uh, TNG, of TNG that know. anyone watched ever. Yeah, <laughs> sure. But yeah, it was, it was like fun to think about. I was like, I honestly think if we had watched this episode first instead of the one we watched, the first episode of DS9 we watched for attacking the one, I think we would probably be more confused by this yeah. than we would have by that that episode. Even though that episode is like deep in the midst of like. The end of the show, like yeah, wrapping up multiple storylines, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, I did not like this episode very much. I'm curious what you thought about it. I, I, I always feel because I am, I am like the DS9 rep on this show. Like I uh-huh. always feel very. I maybe you feel the same way sometimes when there's like a Voyager episode that. I think at first good. I did, yeah, because I I came in being like I really like like Voyager is just like my kind of personal like I like it way more than it deserves. And then we started out with like some really good Voyager, and I was just like, "See, Voyager's really good." Yeah. And then we got to like what most of Voyager is, which is just kind of like it's just kind of fine. Like it, it yeah. just kind of so rarely lives up to its potential. I feel like. Yeah, I think I think the thing that like really floats Voyager. If we're gonna talk about Voyager for a second, like I think the really the thing that really floats Voyager is that like 
the cast of Voyager is so good. Well, most of them, anyway. Mostly. And yeah, like, but I think I think that. But like, in a kind of like understated way too. Yeah, but I like it's I, not it's not something like like they're not like right like TNG. You have like Patrick Stewart and Brent Spiner and Lavar Burton and you know even people like Jonathan Frakes and Michael Dorn that kind of came into their own on that show. Mm-hmm. Whereas like Voyager is just like they're like everyone like plays their character very well. Yeah, but like I I don't know I would say that like. I think I think that uh, Robert Beltran is is he he's he's given like an understated performance, but he's really good. But then I would say that like Seven and the Doctor and Tuvok are all like they're all going for it, but like yeah. it, and and it works, you know. Like I think that's really good, and I, and yeah. I think Jane I think Janeway is good too. I think that Janeway is I think Kate Mulgrew's given the early performance. I think that Janeway's character is frequently undercut by the decisions that that character makes in the writers' room, where like. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I I think I think Janeway is like objectively I think if you went back and looked at everything Janeway decides to do she is probably the worst captain of like, like the not first... a, not good at captaining a starship yeah some sometimes like yeah like uh... but again I think that's kind of part of the point of Voyager is that like it is a sort of like subpar like ship and captain I don't know I don't <laughs> they think got that's... kind of like I... thrown into this unusual situation. That, like, they were just, like, right, like, they were, like, like, she was never supposed to be making these degree of, of, like, important decisions. She was just supposed to be, like, piloting this little science vessel around. I don't Um, know. I I think, I I think that, I think you're right that, like, the show is talking about how, like, this is more than anyone should be asked to do. But, like, I think the show wants us to think that she's, that she's a badass, you know? Like, I I think, I think the show wants us to be, like, oh, look at this competent person. Because I don't think that they're dumb enough to be, like... What if we made the first female captain not as be good? underqualified? Yeah, like like it, it, yeah, and, that's true. Uh, and but I think that sometimes she just and again, I, I'm not. This is not me blaming Mulgrew at all. I think that just like sometimes they're like, yeah, like what if, what if we had her give a speech about how we shouldn't trust other people, or what if we had? Yeah, I guess that's true. Is that like when she does do the wrong thing, it's like presented as being the right thing. Yeah, what right. if we had her what if we had her kill Tuvix, you know, like uh Oh just, man, rip Tuvix. Yeah, just a lot of stuff like that where it's like it just seems like you're kind of objectively the worst one of these people, but not 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 for any, you know, quality other than just like not very good writing at times, you know. Um but like I think she's doing a good performance. Like as I think I think that cast Yeah. And I, I even like you know, I like Harry and and I like um Cass when they give her stuff to do, I like Neelix when they give him stuff to do. You know, I'm I'm not super high on Bolana. Obviously, everyone knows my Tom Paris feelings. Although I would say even like I do think that usually like Robert Duncan McNeil is like playing I, the yeah, character I guess they ask him to play. He's doing what's asked of him. Yeah, like which is like to be annoying. And, and um, so like I think that that cast really like, and I, I think that's one reason why like people our age like have such a fondness for it is that like yeah, it's a good cast. And so like you you know I I would say like. Even in a bad episode, like Robert Picardo or uh, Picardo gives me like one like really solid like punchline like every episode, you know. Yeah. And, and like, um, why can't I think of uh, of uh, Tuvok's the actor who plays Tuvok's name? Um, um, Tim Russ. Tim Russ. Yeah, Tim Russ. I was telling Kim the other day. I was like, Tim Russ is Tim Russ is the 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 Michael Dorn of the show, where it's just like. He shows up 
to play every single time, and he knows exactly what his job is. Yeah, and he commits. And he just nails it. He commits. He just like he he never 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 doesn't hit his mark. Like he he hundred percent is always like completely in character, making the correct choice for that character every single time. And yeah. so I think that when you remember that stuff. You're like, oh yeah, like that's what I remember about that show. I don't remember like the episode where Chakotay has to get find out what ha- like why aliens have the same tattoo as his tattoo or something, you know, like, <laughs> and so like the, 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 the sensation of like thinking about that show sometimes I think is more pleasurable than like watching it. Um, now I don't remember why we started talking about this. <laughs> uh, oh, we were saying that like you like similar to like how, like I feel like a kind of like personal champion who's disappointed when Voyager isn't great. Like you feel the same way when deep, deep space nine is like That's disappointing. Right. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, um, yeah. So I, this episode, I don't know what you thought of it, but I, I was just kind of like, as far as like everyone's acting weird episodes go, like this was, I think there are some good episodes like that. This was not like one of my favorites. I'll say that. Yeah, that's fair. But yeah, why don't you, why don't you take us in? Let's, let's talk about what actually happens in the episode. Um, in this, in this Jake-less episode. Oh, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Um, I, I think they didn't have Jake yeah. in the episode because, and for the same reason, they, they barely have Quark in the episode, which is that, like, the conceit is that one person needs to be figuring, like, needs to, needs to talk about, like, realize that people are acting weird, but because of, because of why people are acting weird, it doesn't make sense that Quark or Jake, like, could be that person. Well, so, yeah, so that, yeah. This was something that, I, again, we'll kind of get to, but, like, there's a part of it that, like, kind of stuck out to me. But, so, yeah, we'll get into the episode. So, the the episode starts out with, it starts out with actually kind of establishing that there's, like, this little bit of tension between Kira and Cisco. That this, there's this, uh, I forget who they're called, but this The ship, Valerians. This Valerian ship is wanting to dock at Deep Space Nine, and Kira doesn't trust them because back during when the Cardassians occupied Bajor, the Valerians would like s- basically supply the Cardassians with weapons. And so she thinks that they're still doing it. And she's like, we need to, you know, search the ship and find the weapons so that we can like catch them for doing this. And Cisco's like, we no. can't just like, we can't, <laughs> yeah, we can't do that. We're just like a space station. We can't just randomly, like, seize people's ships and search them or, like, deny them docking. And so he just kind of lets them dock. Um, well, she, cause she, well, yeah, because she's, like, they're, they're selling the stuff to the Cardassians, and he's like, well, you can use the, whatever the substance is, uh, yeah. dol- dolomite, you can use this. Uh, dolomite could be another thing that could be in the uh, in Dr. Fouquet's uh, Natural <laughs> Good Night Family Band Solution. But, could, yeah. Um, so dolomite, you can use it for, like, lots of other stuff. And so... It's not illegal to sell this stuff, so you yeah. can't. So he's like, "You find me proof, and if you can find me proof, then I will, then I will do something about it." But like, we can't just be like, "You can't come here." You know, yeah. it's not. Yeah. Yeah, if they're not doing anything Which, illegal. Totally reasonable, and, and yes, la- like later on, like she's still kind of like delaying them, and then he kind of like reams her out a little bit, which I, I always like it when 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 I think that. Um, that uh, Avery Brooks does a really good job playing like his authoritative, like I'm not going to take any more crap from you side. Yeah. So I liked that scene quite a bit. Yeah. Um, and so they, they've kind of set up that this is like, 
and again, at this point, is all still like very professional, but this kind of point of tension between Kira and Cisco, and then they're all like basically the whole cast is is on is in ops, and they're this Klingon ship comes like through the wormhole back from the Gamma Quadrant, and then explodes, and just before it explodes, like a Klingon beams over into into ops. And they all kind of like rush over and he dies. And so they're kind of starting to like, you know, they like take him to sick bay and Bashir starts like kind of looking into things. And then I think then, oh, then, so then um, Odo is like, well, the, like this Klingon ship had stopped at Deep Space Nine before they went to the Gamma Quadrant. So Odo goes to Quark's bar to try to see if like, while they were here, like, were they talking about what they were doing? Because it was supposed to be just kind of this, like, routine science ship mission that, like, wasn't supposed to get into any danger and wasn't supposed to come back yet. And so he goes to Quark's bar to try to, like, find more information about that to see, like, if they were talking while they were in the bar. And then Odo has this, like, weird convulsion and kind of shuts down for a while. And when he wakes up in sickbay... I think Bashir is the first one that just starts, like, acting really weird. So Bashir, like, kind of wakes him up and is just like, oh, you're fine, apparently, but, like, I don't know anything about you. He's, so, like, he's very glib. Yeah. Um, but also, like, kind of fair, right? Like, if like Odo is a changeling that is basically just, like, a, like, liquid substance in the shape of a humanoid. Yeah. So he's just like, I do not understand, like, you're, you do not have biology in the sense that I learned it, like, at all. But you seem fine. And But then Bashir starts getting really, like, conspiratorial and being like, you know, it's about to go down between Kira and Cisco, and, like, you'd better know whose side you're on. And Odo just kind of looks at him like, that's very, like... Again, I think it's kind of the first example of something that, like, if you know Bashir, know is very out of character for him to care about yeah. these kinds of things, but, like, if not, like, you're like, I think, what? Like, you're just yeah. like, what? Why is he talking like this? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I think that's my main criticism with this episode is that they almost are like too subtle about it for too long. Or just like, well, I, I guess not that specifically is just like, it. they're more just like general, like kind of generally acting strangely than like, because essentially what we end up, what Odo ends up figuring out is he first he goes around and like everyone is kind of acting more and more strangely and out of character for themselves. So like Dax is very like kind of just like very airheaded and distracted and like keeps talking about like, Oh, she's very, she's very aloof. Yeah. And just like keeps kind of talking about like these memories of this time that her and Cisco were in Did the past. Yeah. Um, and like Kira gets kind of gets more and more conspiratorial and starts like going behind Cisco's back and O'Brien gets really like militant and basically like has like locks Cisco in his own quarters and like he kind of takes over like the running of the station and like he's like I know that Kira's gonna like make a move and like we have to you know like make plans for it and everything and then Cisco gets kind of this weird like basically becomes sort of a like mad king type person where, like, most of the time he just, like, sits in his room and, like, looks at clocks and makes Hanks. clocks and kind of giggles about things and, like, doesn't care about anything that's going on. But then we'll have these, like, fits of rage whenever he thinks that, like, someone's trying to countermand his authority. 
Yeah. Um, and what Odo ends up figuring out, because they start decoding uh, sort of like log messages that the Klingons had made, that kind of this exact same thing had played out on the Klingon ship, where like there was a mutiny and like the first officer, you know, tried to overthrow the captain and then everyone like blew the whole thing up. That they it all started when they had gone to a like deserted planet and encountered this like psychic field of the aliens that had used to live there. And that basically what was happening is that they were kind of acting out the what had happened on this planet. And so we're, they're all like kind of took the role of everyone that was exposed to the psychic field, which then the Klingon like brought with him when he came onto DS9. Everyone that's exposed to it kind of takes the roles of different people that had been involved in the downfall of the civilization. So there was a like kind of Mad King leader, and there was like his, you know, second in command that rebels against him, and there was the guy that like kind of tries to like protect him and and all of these things, and it's all being played out kind of in the same way. Mm -hmm. Um, But I feel like it was one of the like this is the sort of thing that like I wish they had done something to kind of get that across more clearly that they were all like being specific characters because i feel like for too much of it it's just like oh like they all are kind of like for for too much of it i thought it was just kind of basically like the luxana troy episode again where just like everyone becomes much more like violent and angry and suspicious kind of generally and so they start all like acting weird um and i think it's it takes a while to figure out that like no like there was an actual like ruler of this planet who was really into clocks and like acted like got really angry at people and that like they're all like playing specific characters it's this weird needle though that the show is trying to thread where it's like they're playing characters but they all still they all have their own memories and and like are still calling each other by their real names and stuff yeah and it's all still like about like a thing that's really like it's still about this like valerian ship yeah. on Deep Space Nine kind of, like, becomes the focus of it. I th- I think, to me, it's, like, it just seems like a weird tonal problem that they never quite were able to, like, nail down. Like, yeah. the, the, because, like, I think that, like, most of the characters they end up kind of playing are kind of annoying and also, like, sort of similar to each other where it's, like, uh, like, the, O'Brien's character is unique, but then, like, it feels like, uh, uh, Kira and um, Bashir's characters are somewhat similar because they're just kind they're of just both, kind of like suspicious they're and just conspiratorial. Like, yeah. They're just like conniving and kind of like trying to say things without quite saying them, you know. And then and then Yeah. But so, Kira gets kind of weirdly like sexy too. Yeah. In yeah, a but, sort of like the same way as like Mirror Kira, I think, where like she just yeah. sort of was like draping herself over things and Yeah. And, yeah. But then, but then Cisco and I think Cisco and Dex are also kind of similar, where they're both kind of like checked out, like they don't really even seem yeah. to care that much about. Like they're like, yeah, okay, I guess I'll do this or whatever. And it's just like I just I just don't think that's a very good vibe to carry this whole thing. And, and then like even like even like the plot stuff seems like tossed off. Like there's because the way they figure out like what it was is like they they keep on trying to reconstruct this Klingon's um, log. Yeah, and eventually they reconstruct it, and the, and the, and and the Klingons like, we didn't really find anything interesting except for just some energy orbs that we found, and you know, but no big deal. And it's just like, well, that yeah. seems 
that seems like the problem. You know, like that, that, the, oh, no big deal. We just sound some energy orbs. That's all. Yeah. So um, there's some weird, like, psychic energy that. Yeah. I know. think he says, like, psychic energy. He calls it, like, psychic energy from, like, these people that destroyed themselves. Yeah. And it's like, oh, nothing cares. useful. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, um, I don't know. It's just, it's just, like, this very weird, like, it's just, it's just, like, a strange, like, vibe that is off about the episode that, that, like, it just feels, I don't know, like, too casual or something. I don't know. It's, it just doesn't yeah. quite work for me. Yeah, there's kind of, um, and yeah, and that's basically kind of the whole, that's kind of the only thing that's going on in this one. Like, there's no B-plot or anything. It's kind of, all the characters are wrapped up in this. Odo is the only one who is, like, normal. I mean, I guess Quark is Quark normal, is too, he, too but then scenes. he just doesn't do anything about it. Yeah. He yeah. just keeps being Quark. Um, and yeah. so essentially Odo, fir- well, first Odo, like kind of, Odo kind of figures it out and he goes to Bashir to kind of confirm it. That I liked that scene. He, he does do a good job of like, cause he kind of has to like manipulate Bashir a little bit because Bashir like figures out that there is this like psychic field, but then like, because in his own mind, like he's acting normally and he's also like super suspicious of everyone that Odo yeah then, like, kind of has to trick him and be like, oh, yeah, it must be affecting everybody else except the two of us. Yeah, yeah, and Bashir's like, oh, good point. Like, yeah. I, I did like that scene. That was a good scene. And then, and then he's like, you know, like, and this is, like, knowledge that we can use to our advantage when it all goes down so that, like, our side can be the winning side. And so that he kind of uses that to, like, trick Bashir into helping him. And they, like, set up this, like, pulse of... Mostly sound, I think, but that will kind of like deactivate the psychic field. And so then they trick, like the coup starts to happen, and uh, like first Kira captures Cisco, and then like O'Brien and Cisco escape, and then Odo's kind of like talking on the communicator to both of them to sort of trick them into all ending up in the cargo bay together. I think this actually happened in multiple other episodes where like someone manipulates somebody else it isn't, doesn't it happen in the in the weapons dealing one doesn't doesn't yeah it does we're like those two groups he, into he going has to into trick the both bay? the like yeah the the godfather guy and his like the, the client the general the, the, that's like trying to lead the rebellion yeah yeah and he kind of like tricks all of them into going to cargo bay too yes yeah, so they get some all to go there and then this is the only thing where yeah he, he he uses sound to like pulled this thing out of them yeah so they all kind of like hold their hold their ears and like you can see this like pink psychic energy like come out of their heads and sort of float in this cloud and then he like opens the like the airlock the airlock and he's just like everybody hold on to something yeah and they just sort of like vaguely hug like huge crates yeah (laughs) we're just like you don't actually you're not actually holding on to anything you're just sort of like pushed up against it well, I was just like, I didn't realize that like psychic energy was affected by the vacuum of by space. Gravity. You know? Yeah, yep. I didn't realize that psychic energy. But it is. Was, like, it gets like, like sucked into space, and they say something of just like, and then it dissipated. Yeah, yeah. So that that too just kind of seems like lazy. It's just kind of like um, I don't know, and then they just kind of get it's, it. it they flush it, it out of them. Like, it's like they have like yeah. a they have like a fever, you know, like yeah, uh, yeah. It's just like it's just very like weird, weird little like ramshackle thing. I felt like yeah, and then everyone's back to normal and. There's, I did kind of like the little season, scene at the end too, where Kira like comes into Cisco's office and basically has to like apologize for attempted mutiny, and Cisco's like, "It's fine." 
<laughs> it's just it's just it's like it's fine and you, you know what i got this cool clock out of it yeah and... he is he really is he's <laughs> so like i'm gonna keep this <laughs> she's yeah, like you really made that and he's like apparently yeah and she's like why he's like I, don't, I have no idea and then he just like and then like the show ends with like her with she leaves just and he's of... just he's just like playing with it yeah like but pondering I, this clock and i was like there's the cisco that i know um <laughs> the the other thing though that i feel like was like should have been addressed and wasn't is that like i think they established like the psychic thing just like only affected essentially the main like the people that were in ops like and were like exposed to this klingon which means that like all of the bajorans on the station were apparently just like ready to mutiny and revolt without psychic energy just like if kira told them to Oh sure, like, yeah. Like there, because like there's multiple times where she has like she's sort of flanked by like different like Bajoran guards oh, yeah, or crew members of the station with funny. guns and stuff, and like they weren't there, like they were not being like psychically controlled. They were just like, well, Kira said this, we're taking over the station, so here we go. Like one of them even like almost died. Like there was one guy that tried to assassinate Cisco with like a I forgot about that, yeah, like poison. He wasn't there. You, like what that what that meeting was like? I was like, well, I guess I can't really fire you because like I did tell you to do this was my idea, and I'm yeah. not taking any consequences. For but it, you but were like, like apparently like very ready to go along with it. Yeah, don't do that. Like again. I feel like that's concerning and like should have been addressed. Or you maybe maybe one of the one of them is like say, oh no, don't you remember? I was there. I was in the corner. What yeah, yeah, happened, I, was, right? I was definitely. I, yeah, I'm fine now. I feel yeah. good. You know? <laughs> but they didn't take it out of him. Yeah. Um, that's funny. I didn't think about that. Yeah, there's just a lot of stuff like that where it's just like, just kind of seems a little bit like, could have gone through another couple of passes, maybe. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. One one thing, I will say, this is like a one, this is a very small thing, but like, you know, every now and then when you kind of like realize something, you're like, oh, that's funny. I never thought about that. Is, so kind of like the first indication of like what, what might be happening is, is like you said, when, when, when Odo collapses, because, like, it seems like the things are trying to, like, psychically invade him and they can't because he doesn't have, like, a brain, you know, yeah. as such. And Quark sees him fall and, like, freaks out. And I do, I love any time that, like, Quark or Odo, like... Are actually fond of each they, other. Yeah, they betray that they actually do like each other. And so he's, like, very concerned and, like, he runs to go get... Bashir and Kim are like, oh yeah, he doesn't have a com badge because he doesn't work for the station. Like he, he's oh it's just like, yeah, you know, it's just That's like a good point. it's just like this thing of like, oh yeah, you never see someone running to go find a doctor on these shows. You just you just they just like beep they just beep them and they're like, hey, come you know we need you now or like can you transport him to sick bay or whatever? And he's like, no, I actually have to go physically go find <laughs> like run through the halls of the station because I don't because I don't have a cool com badge. Yeah. But uh, that was just like a funny little thing. But yeah, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. Uh-huh. Oh, I guess there's also the scene where I didn't really talk about the scene where, um, because like at one point Kira, oh yeah, because it's when Kira comes into Quark's bar and like tries to like conspire with Jadzia, who's like very distracted and kind of like completely misses the point of all of it, and then she like kind of catches that Quark is sort of like eavesdropping. Yeah, and she like grabs him and throws him over the bar and threatens him, and so then we get a scene after that where he, Quark comes into Odo's office with like a huge metal neck brace. Yeah, um, 
that I feel like he probably had fun playing up that yeah. that scene. And then like afterwards kind of like runs out into the hall and like shaking his head back and forth and clearly is not injured, but like yeah. Definitely plays it up to Well, yeah, talk talk about an actor who always comes to play Arvin Sherman is really. He's always Oh, for sure. He's always locked in. Yeah, I don't know. It was it was okay. It was it was not 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 my favorite, but it Yeah. There's been worse. And yeah, I think is a <laughs> maybe kind of a like too too soon in the show to try something like this. Uh yeah, maybe, maybe. I don't know. They, they, I think like basically uh, every season one of a of a Star Trek show, they're kind of trying to figure out what the show is still a little bit. Yeah. I think they have a little bit of a better idea in this show than they do on some of the other ones. Like even like I, I actually kinda like season one of Voyager, but that but like season one of Voyager, it feels like they're just they're just like, what if we did a bunch of different time travel episodes? Just like one after the other after the other. Like, uh, is that is that is that something? Like, it, it's like right. it most it mostly works, but it's yeah, yeah. I I wonder if part of it's that like we didn't have cold like basically didn't have cold opens both of these times, and usually those end up being a good like ten minutes or so. Well, we also there's no B plot in either of these either. That's like, true. That's, there's that's the no thing. B plot at all. I guess the the Enterprise one had the like slug rifle plot which yeah. is basically they play with the slug rifle and then it blows up yeah um but as i was so i was kind of like flipping through memory alpha as we were talking and was looking at tim russ um because yeah. i was remembering the the episode of uh next generation where he plays just like a random like he plays like a saboteur that's trying to blow up the enterprise yeah apparently he also was in I think the I think it was like the second episode of Deep Space Nine we ever watched. The one where there's like the other trill that like tries to take Dax out of Jadzia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like the like Klingon bodyguard in that one. Oh, interesting. Well, yeah. you know, I've told you right. He's in he's in an episode or two of DS Nine as Mirror Tuvok. Didn't haven't I told you that? Oh, really? No, I didn't know Mirror Tuvok showed up in DS Nine. Yeah, he's in he's in one or two episodes. That's cool. Yeah, he's like a resistance fighter in, in the mirror universe. Um, he's like in the background. Cool. He's like not. He's not in it very much at all. But um, huh. yeah, I believe I, I'm not. I don't think I'm making that up. I'm pretty sure he's. No, yeah, he's, you're right. He's a, Two but, yeah, mirror. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, huh. we'll probably see him at some point. He's 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 not in it very much. Kind of re- re- continuing his his resistance ways, you know, after he's pretending to be a Maquis agent, uh, but. But yeah, I think for another another it's another week where we don't necessarily have a ton to say left, um, which is okay. I think next time we will have a lot more to say because next time uh, we should be talking with our friends over at That's Not How Science Works. Um, uh, we are going to be talking uh, about um, this is our an- kind of our annual June That's Not How Science Works crossover episode. Um, we are going yeah, to be talking about these are always a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, this time we're, we're, I'm really excited because we're 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 going to be going back to the original series for the first time in forever. Um, oh, we're going nice. we're going to be talking about uh, Cat's Paw, which is season two, episode seven of the original series. So uh, feel free to watch that and come back in a couple weeks. Um, you can uh, visit us on our website at outofcontracts.podbean.com. You can email us at outofcontracts@gmail.com. You can visit our or you can visit our YouTube page at Out of Contracts, or you can vi- follow us on Twitter at Contracts. Contracts is spelled C O N T R E K S. Uh, in the meantime, you can also check out the other shows on the Kaleidoscope Media Podcast Network. There's Here's Johnny, which is a horror media show. There is That's No Science Works, which is a science pop culture show. And there is Wizard Studies, which is a Harry Potter show. 
So check any of those shows out. And yeah, thanks a lot. We'll see you next time. Thanks, everybody. Bye.